Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. So this has always been a very big focus of mine, even when it, when it wasn't in vogue, really, to, to focus on per-agent productivity. Um, and so to me, if my history shows me that there are two things that will boost per-agent productivity um, outside of a person's willingness, of course, <laughs> um, coaching and accountability. So that that those two things, if you have a strong coaching program and an accountability network uh, built in where you, know, you report out your successes, the things that you didn't, you know, whatever you committed to, maybe you didn't hit, um, that is at the root of per agent productivity. Um, And it's also one of the things when we look at um, coaching and training and accountability, you, most firms do a, a decent job at least of offering that sort of a program to newer agents to the business. And then they also usually do a pretty good job of offering it to the agents that are real experienced some of your top producers um, on a much more, I guess you would say, um, a customized level, certainly for those top producers. But where we as an industry seem to really kind of miss the boat is that two to four year agent that, you know, they've come out of the new agent training. They've, you know, perhaps worked with their broker for the first year, 18 months, real, real closely. And now they're ready to take their productivity to the next level and they don't really have a path. And so that's something that we've been working on the last many months. And I'm real excited. We're actually launching a program that's called Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Transform Coaching Program. Mm -hmm. And it is targeting exactly that agent, that two to four year agent that wants to be able to increase their per person productivity and overall production. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share their trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they've learned navigating this ever-changing industry. Today's interview is with Christy Budnick. She's the CEO of HSF Affiliates, uh, where she manages the global network of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Real Living Real Estate Brokerage Franchises. So I've known Christy for quite a while, um, since she was on one of the Real Trend CEO groups where we went to her office and um, reviewed her office. And at the time, she was just starting to take over the company, um, the family-owned company that uh, her mother had, had built, Linda Shear. So it's very exciting to see Christy uh, move up the ranks. It's definitely well-deserved. And we talk a lot about some things that she learned. She called and did small group and individual calls with a lot of the 400 and something franchises that she was now um, heading up, talking to them about the things they were happy with uh, and the things that they were looking for improvement with. And she's built a lot of her initiatives around what she learned through those calls, um, especially as it relates to marketing. 
and technology. And they have a really new focus um, company-wide on technology and innovation and um, bringing in some of the core services that the Home Services of America brand has, um, a new CRM platform, marketing platforms, and things like that. So uh, I learned a lot from talking to her, and I hope you do too. Thank you. This is Tracy Velt, Editorial Director for Real Trends. Today, you'll be listening to an exclusive interview with Christy Budnick, CEO of HSF Affiliates, where she manages the global network of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Real Living Real Estate Brokerage Franchises. So prior to this position, Christy was president and CEO of the Jacksonville, Florida-based Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Florida Network Realty. So welcome, Christy. Well, well, thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate uh, you including me. Yeah, so I feel like I can say I knew her when. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've known each other a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, also visiting your office. Uh, gosh, it's been several years ago. So, uh, so yeah. So, congratulations on the new position. You started in May. And I know we talked about doing a podcast. I wanted to give you a little time to kind of get your your uh, feet <laughs> wet in the position first. So now that you're settled in a little bit, tell me a little bit about the transition and um, how it's going. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So overall, the transition has been really smooth. Um, fortunately, I, I have a very seasoned and capable team at HSF that's really helped me to navigate um, the areas that maybe I wasn't quite as familiar with, such as our global network, um, and also just really looking at things differently from the franchisor level, as opposed to being a franchisee. So, um, and, and the other thing that I think that I went really, really well is the first 90 days that I took over uh, my new position, I took that time to reach out to nearly every single one of our franchise network members um, to really just get their feedback. You know, what are we doing well? What aren't we doing well? And that's really helped us to, to determine the path of, of what we're offering going forward. Yeah, that's a huge task. How many, um, how many companies are there? How many franchises are there? Um, it's over 400. It's about 430. Yeah. So yeah. I I, yeah, I wasn't able to do every single one of them one-on-one. Um, okay. Some of them were in small groups, but I really thought it was extremely important to hear from anyone that wanted to be able to share feedback. Yeah, that's huge. I guess, you know, before we get into my next question, tell me a little bit about the feedback. What, um, you know, what did you, what are some lessons learned from all of those, uh, those phone calls? Yeah, absolutely. So there, there were definitely some themes. Um, one of the themes on the positive side was the pride in our brand, um, the strength of the brand, both here domestically and globally. And, and that resonated across the entire network, which really made me proud uh, because it's certainly how I feel. And the other thing that I really, um, that I've always felt, but it was really good to hear it confirmed, was that our network really feels close to one another. They feel like they're able to reach out and get help from somebody across the globe, across the country, um, and that, you know, somebody, everybody's willing to help one another. So they, they feel just a real kinship with one another as 
franchise network members. So those were two really great things. Um, some of the areas where we definitely have opportunities and, and fortunately we're addressing them right now, um, uh, some of our technology offerings. And so uh, one of the things that we are doing is we're sunsetting the CRM that we have had um, in, in the franchise network for the past few years. It's just not quite nimble enough and really not easy enough uh, for, for our agents to use the way they need to use it. So um, that's one big thing. And, and I'm real excited about the direction that we're going, although I'm not allowed to um, share the name of the company quite yet. Okay. Um, so, so that and then some of the different marketing initiatives that we have. Uh, we have a really great marketing platform for our team. But um, one of the areas that we got feedback on was, you know, it's not quite as customizable as they'd like. And, you know, at the click of a button, everybody wants things to, you know, their own branding, their own color schemes and things like that. And while we want to be true to the brand, we also certainly want to be um, nimble and, and customizable enough that an agent or a team or a brokerage feels um, good about the, the uh, marketing platform. So we're excited about that too. Yeah, I think that's a struggle that a lot of brokerage companies have is um, maintaining their branding while allowing the agents to um, you know, express themselves as well. So, so yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that kind of leads into my, my question. I interviewed um, Gino Blafari and for most of us listening, they know who he is, but he's the CEO of Home Services of America. And he mentioned that the company's strategy is really changing. And he talked about the new focus on technology and innovation. So tell me how that impacts your section of the business. I, I know you mentioned a couple of things that you're working on, but um, maybe more holistically, how how is that impacting you? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So I, we have been working very closely, actually, with Home Services of America, uh, because one of the strengths of our brand is the fact that when you combine our agent network between Home Services of America companies and Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, um, it really improves our buying power. <laughs> um, so we are working hand in hand with uh, Home Services of America to offer the CRM platform that we'll move forward with uh, from our brand perspective, as well as a marketing platform. So both of those things, but I, the one thing I would say is while we're definitely doubling down on um, our technology offerings and innovation, we're our primary focus is still relationships, um, period. And really the way I look at these tools is they are to supplement and to make an agent's job easier to uh, work with their clients and continue to build those relationships. So to me, it's client relationships first and then tools and technology and everything else that goes along with it to support those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, real estate is local and real estate is all about um, the relationship that you have with your local community. So that is completely understandable. Um, and I want to talk about the growth. Um, you're obviously tasked with with growing your, your network. And I know that per agent productivity has been getting a lot of attention recently. I've seen it. You know, there's certain trends when you're as you're reading things. That's yeah. one of them. Um, I know you've obviously got experience running a brokerage. Um, so what do you think are the keys uh, to boosting that productivity? What are you talking to your franchisors about um, and, and what are you seeing out there? 
So this has always been a very big focus of mine, even when it, when it wasn't in vogue, really, to, to focus on parade and productivity. Um, and so to me, my history shows me that there are two things that will boost parade and productivity um, outside of a person's willingness, of course, <laughs> um, coaching and accountability. So that that those two things, if you have a strong coaching program and an accountability network uh, built in where, you know, you report out your successes, the things that you didn't, you know, whatever you committed to, maybe you didn't hit, um, that is at the root of per agent productivity. Um, And it's also one of the things when we look at um, coaching and training and accountability, you, most firms do a, a decent job, at least, of offering that sort of a program to newer agents to the business. And then they also usually do a pretty good job of offering it to the agents that are real experienced some of your top producers um, on a much more, I guess you would say, um, a customized level, certainly for those top producers. But where we as an industry seem to really kind of miss the boat is that two to four year agent that, you know, they've come out of the new agent training. They've, you know, perhaps worked with their broker for the first year, 18 months, real, real closely. And now they're ready to take their productivity to the next level and they don't really have a path. And so that's something that we've been working on the last many months. And I'm real excited. We're actually launching a program that's called Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Transform Coaching Program. Mm -hmm. And it is targeting exactly that agent, that two to four year agent that wants to be able to increase their per person productivity and overall production. Yeah, that's interesting because um, I know that several of the recruiting data analytics companies kind of target them as the most at-risk agents at your brokerage, that they're the ones who are leaving. You've got the top producers who are pretty set. They're, you know, most of the time they're staying where they are. And then you've got the, um, you know, new agents who are, or the lower producers who are pretty happy with where they are because they are getting training and and that. So um, I think that's super smart to target that group. Um, And what specifically do you think, you know, like what are some of the programs? Like what are some of, do you subscribe to like, I know Dino's big into the four DX and the wigs and and all of that. Um, Is that part of the program or talk to me a little bit about more what that entails? Yeah, so the group that we worked with to be able to put this together, um, we come from a, a really, my, my background actually is in training. My, my career prior to real estate was in sales and leadership training. And so really, we, we have a group that has come together, um, and Alan Dalton, I've asked him to head it. And of course, you know him. <laughs> he, he, is, he is amazing when it comes to anything having to do with research, development, et cetera. Um, but anyhow, we've really taken the best of all that we've learned going through our various careers, not even just real estate. Yeah. and put all of it together into the building blocks of this uh, training, coaching, and accountability. And absolutely, 4DX is definitely at the at, at the base of it um, because I'm, I'm a huge believer in accountability. Um, and then, you know, the building blocks are everything from, you know, what, what is the brand? How do you leverage the brand? Um, when we're looking at uh, consumers, how, how do you build your, not just a database, but a client base? Um, then moving forward from 
there. What do you do then to um, engage your client base on a regular basis? Um, also, how many, you know, when you're looking at real estate reviews and things of that nature, what are you doing to provide value to your clients? So one, one of the areas that I really believe that real estate needs to get away from, if, if we don't want to be um, if we are, let me put this a different way. If we want to be seen in the light of CPAs, financial planners, people of that ilk, mm-hmm. we really need to start moving away from great selfies on social media and toward providing value that consumers can really use. Um, and, and so that that is at the crux of this entire program. Every, every single month and every single thing that we're offering um, is to provide value for clients. Okay, that's great. I want to talk about a trend that I'm seeing too is a, a little bit of a mind shift in the disruptor part of real estate. Um, you know, a lot of you know a lot of these companies that were disrupting, they wanted to disrupt the agent, um, are no longer doing that. They have decided that it's not working, and instead they're partnering. Um, and I, and I see this also with brokers. Is you know obviously the agent most of the time is their client. However. Um, consumers are asking for more options. And um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that trend, like brokers still serve the agent, but they're putting a high value on serving the consumer. And how does that play into your business strategy and the offerings that you have? You guys have always been strong in core services. And there are a lot of other ancillary services that might become core services. So talk to me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So that, you know, it's, it's funny, you're, I, I've seen the same thing, um, where, you know, instead of putting all of the focus on the agents, which was a trend for at least a handful of years, mm-hmm. that I'm starting to see some companies make a switch back to focusing more on the client. We have always been a very client-driven uh, company, client-focused company. And by, by saying that, it, it's funny because some people take that as, oh, it means you're not supporting your agents. Absolutely not. Uh, we, we are extremely supportive of our agents and provide them with the, the highest caliber of tools, training, technology, you name it. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we are providing the client what they want. Otherwise, they're not, they're not going to be there. So yeah, to your point, absolutely. Um, core services are extremely important to us. Um, providing certainly mortgage um, insurance is another one that we're looking at taking out to the franchise network. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already started launching mortgage with we have a um, company Prosperity Home Mortgage that is outstanding, and consumers have very clearly shown they've demonstrated over the last many years that they want a one stop shop. They don't want to have to run down the street to their bank and then run down you know the street to another title company um, and and you know get insurance from somebody online. Or, or again, down the street, they want to be able to do it all under one roof where they have the ease, but also where the costs, you, when, you, when you are able to leverage all of those under one roof, it's actually a savings for clients. So not just in dollars, but time as well. So it, it, it really does provide a robust um, client experience. And that's something that we 100% believe in. And are there any, uh, you know, kind of like the ribbon and knock and the, and I call them alternative financing. There, a lot of the services aren't necessarily new. Um, you know, a bridge loan isn't a new concept, but they've 
they've kind of changed the way it works now. Um, do you see those becoming a core service um, or core offering of, of your franchises? Um, when when you're talking about uh, bridge loans, that is a service that we actually offer already. Okay. So absolutely. Um, it's not a product that a lot of people take advantage of, mm -hmm. um, but just having that in your tool belt for somebody who um, finds that home of their dreams and, and their home hasn't closed, their existing home hasn't closed yet, um, it, it can definitely be very helpful. Okay, great. Um, and then what do you think is kind of the biggest misconception um, that other brokerage leaders have um, about, um, you know, Berkshire Hathaway and uh, real living? So especially as it relates to Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, the biggest misconception, and I um, fought this when I was, you know, at my brokerage as well as now, is that we are solely a luxury brand. Okay. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, while they are correct that we lead the market in the luxury space and the brand itself certainly resonates with um, luxury clients, over 70% of our business is focused on all other price points. So we are really proud to be the forever brand for everyone, um, regardless of price point. And, and that's, but that is something that we hear repeatedly um, that we're working hard to address. Okay. Are there any changes in the brokerage environment that maybe change the way you operate now or could cause you to add new services later? This kind of goes back to the question that we were just talking about. Um, you know, at, at, it's not a secret. The company dollar continues to get squeezed. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that is one of the reasons, in addition to um, the fact that clients have made it very clear that they want one-stop shopping, um, that is one of the reasons, though, that we're bringing mortgage out to our franchise network. Um, so that, uh, you know, ho hopefully it will improve their margins. Yeah. Um, and then certainly that's another reason that we're looking at insurance as well. Okay, great. Um, so I want to talk about just trends overall that you're seeing in real estate brokerage. Um, let's talk about them and then we'll go into what your company is doing to respond to them. But what are you seeing out there, um, you know, as far as how brokerages are operating or, or trends in the industry? Well, one, one of the trends that I'm keeping my eye on, and, and you, I'm sure you are as well, is, you know, the low inventory due to strong buyer activity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was just on a call two days ago. No, sorry, it was Friday. Um, and one of the things that we were talking about was that the fact that looking out into the future three to five years from now, um, we, I, I really do anticipate that we are still going to be in a lower inventory, not as low potentially as we are today, but until we're able to resolve labor shortages and supply chain issues, mm -hmm. it's going to be very, very hard to address the inventory um, issues that we're seeing right now. So um, that's that's number one. And, and I think that that will continue to impact certainly new construction, um, but also the residential resale market. So both both are being largely impact impacted. The other trend that we are looking very closely at is now that we're beginning to live with COVID as opposed to hunkering down um, and, and trying to stay away from people, um, yeah. we, we um, are watching the baby boomer sector very closely uh, because they, are, they have uh, made it very clear that they'll be much more comfortable with all the vaccinations and, and having gone through this two-year period, um, uh, they'll be more comfortable putting their homes on the market for sale. Um, and so I think that that is something that's going to alleviate some of the pressures. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know. I um, was listening to an analyst uh, several months ago now who was talking about the big trend of baby boomers selling really didn't pan out like they thought it would, that they actually held onto their homes a lot longer than they expected. Um, But at some point they're either, I mean, this is crass, but they're either going to die or they're going (laughs) to decide to sell their house. (laughs) Yes. um, That is how he phrased it too. Um, Oh, Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. I I am in complete agreement. And, and, you know, we anecdotally here in Northeast Florida, uh, we've talked, many of my agents have talked with numerous baby boomers who have said, we want to do something else. We just don't feel like we're ready right at this moment. And and they, you know, it was because of COVID. So I do think that's going to be a trend that we see over the next couple of years. Yeah. And I just saw a report too, I think it was Redfin that said um, new construction is at an all-time high, which is, which is good news. And I think lumber tariffs are, have um, uh, been reduced recently. So uh, I don't think that, you know, it's going to have any short-term, you know, explosion or anything of inventory, but every little bit, but every little bit helps. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So where do you see the biggest opportunities for real estate brokers in the next year? Um, So going back to nurturing relationships. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about that, if you look back over the last two years, everybody has been running so fast and furiously that many agents and brokerages haven't really taken the time to reach out to their client base. And, you know, despite certain brokerages trying to make consumers believe that the real estate transaction is going to be completely online, um, not not a human um, relationship type of business in the future, I am a firm believer that that's not the case. Um, In my opinion, nothing's going to replace the interpersonal relationships, especially when you take a look at the an investment as expensive and complex as real estate and also one that's only done now every what 10 years yeah. um you know and and some are reporting as many as 12 mm-hmm. so you know i look at things like buying my daughter a tutu and i can certainly go on amazon to do that right. um and i can even buy a car online I, I don't have a qualm about doing that but that is a completely different investment than a home which also has of course emotional uh ties to it so i i really feel like doubling down on relationships is what brokers and brokerages need to be doing right now, because as the market does eventually turn, those that have been doing that are going to be the clear winners. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, like Sirhant just announced that they're doing their metaverse, their universe is a virtual world. And, you know, EXP already does it. And um, maybe it's my age. I don't know. I think that there are definitely opportunities with it, but I also think you know why? Why? Why are we do? Why are we bringing it all online? Because these they're talking about relationships, sales meetings, things like that. Um, so it'll be interesting how that all plays out because it's got to be, it, you know, it's got to be both if you're if you're doing something like that. So it I mean, does. Do you, does um, do you, HSF have any plans to, you know, have a metaverse or um, do any kind of virtual world? We we are definitely working toward something like that, but yeah. definitely not from a get rid of bricks and mortar standpoint. Um, relationships will always be the core of what we do. It's just who we are and what we believe in. Yeah. Um, but, but we certainly do want to provide the experiences end to end for our agents as well as our consumers. 
yeah, because I see a lot of value in it as far as training and, and, sure. um, you know, different, different things. So it'll be interesting how, you know, how that, that seems to be like the next thing web point, you know, 3.0. So, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last question is just, uh, what does the future hold for your firm? Yeah. So we're, we're excited, you know, international and domestic growth, um, are the two areas that I would say are on, on our radar the biggest uh, right now and also continuing to provide value to our um, franchise network. So one of the areas that I've just I, I've learned an awful lot about is our global network, um, our international presence. And, um, you know, when I was over my company in Northeast Florida, um, I always bragged about and I was really proud that we had this international focus, but I had no no idea um, all that goes into supporting a global network um, and, and the way that business is transacted across the globe. It's just not something I had ever really focused on. So that that is playing a very large role in our growth uh, going forward. And um, so th- those are really the two areas. But you know, adding additional locations in some of the countries that we've already got a presence and um, also adding additional countries to our list. Yeah, I mean, there are challenges because every country does real estate differently. So, um, you know, it's it's work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're up for it. Well, great. <laughs> well, Christy, thanks so much for joining me on the Real Trending Podcast. It's so great to talk to you and we need you to do too. more often. So I love that idea. Yeah. It's very good to see your smiling face too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. You have a great day. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.